I'm Jay Edidin. And I'm Miles Stokes. And you're listening to Hawk Talk. Where we talk hawks. Now, normally in this time slot, you'd be listening to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men, a weekly podcast all about the ins, outs, retcons, clones, and time travel of comics' greatest superhero soap opera. But one out of every four weeks, uh, we talk about a different thing. Uh, During the first couple of centuries of the pandemic, uh, we would just pick topics ourselves, then we took a break from that, and then we had a donation campaign for Equality Florida back in the spring, and for certain levels of donations, people got to pick Hawk Talk topics. So now Hawk Talk is back, for better or for worse. This week's Hawk Talk topic is brought to you by Dave Busing, who went out on a limb, and we're joining him there. Uh, yes, this is uh, Dave Busing, who runs the Comic Book Herald website, which is a, a pretty cool site. It focuses on comic book continuity, like reading orders, basically, but also has a lot of other cool articles. Uh, it's neat. And um, Dave gave us a few different topics, and, well, one of them. So, what are this week's Hawks? Uh, th- this week's Hawks uh, are, are basketball. We're going to talk about basketball. We are. So, We don't know a lot about basketball, so I think first maybe we should start by breaking it down, trying to look at sort of the component parts. Basket and ball. Uh, Yes, you you have both of those, kind of, although the basket isn't exactly a basket. I want to get to that later. But before we jump in, we should disclaim, as we always do with Hawk Talk, Hawk Talk is not so much uh, planned or edited. Uh, It's not really representative of the standard show, which is turned into a professional product by our producer, Matt. Matt has uh, no part in Hawk Talk. Um, which is probably a, a mercy toward him. So neither do we. This does not represent we. our opinions, views, or voices. Uh, no, we're actually just AI generated. We're uh, like those those images that you can make AIs create, except a podcast. That's us right now. Our faces are real fucked up. Oh, they're crazy. They're like, uh, Jay, have you seen the one um, that that lady that keeps showing up? The scary lady. I forget her name. Uh, no. And she's. Oh yes, uh, well. Maybe? Anyway. Um, yeah, I, if I if I remembered more about it, or if I'd done any research, then I could tell you more, but this is Hawk Talk, so I didn't. But yeah, there's this one scary lady that was AI-generated, and she just kept showing up. She's got like this really drawn face and very rosy cheeks, and she's super creepy and scares me. Does she play basketball? Uh, you know, I'm going to say yes. So yeah, basketball. Um, we, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, there are so many things to say about this thing that we don't know very much about. We were talking about baskets though but they're right. not the, they're the like basket of basketball really doesn't deserve that name it's a net it's not a basket i mean i can only assume that originally it was a basket but then like um if you throw the ball into it then it just bounces out from the bottom of the basket and then you're really frustrated and you get picked last in gym class all the time and like you're you're a boy so you're supposed to be good at sports but like you're terrible at them and you start to really feel bad about yourself and so you just reject sports and a lot of the other stereotypical trappings of masculinity and just hang out with your friends and play video games hypothetically Actually, it's a pretty shitty net, too. Like, it's got a big hole in the bottom. I mean, which I, I get the point of in context of the game, but I really feel like they should have they should have changed the name adaptively to reflect the actual equipment. Yeah, like, if you were an evil um, an evil pound worker uh, tracking down cartoon dogs in a Saturday morning cartoon, and you tried to use that net on them, they would just go right out the top, and they'd be fine. And then you would probably fall on your butt, and there'd be a funny sound effect. Hey, there's a siren outside. Another great feature of Hawk Talk um, is that Miles lives near a hospital and I live near a fire station. And between the two of us, you get at least one siren an episode. Uh, I mean, so I actually just moved. So now instead of living near a hospital, I live near a police station. So same kind of concept, slightly different details. But worse. 
Uh, yeah, it's true. Um, but yes, that is, that is a thing. So I don't know basketball, like as I'm sure, um, is becoming clear. I've never particularly been a sports person. Like that was always something I wasn't very good at. And so I kind of, I think for a lot of my life, uh, rejected, but you just what about totally you? Totally froze in, in Riverside. So I don't know what's happening or if you're still talking or if I'm talking over you, um, listeners, I'm, I'm just staring at a picture of miles midword. With, with absolute silence on his side. Oh, okay. That's that's very strange. You still can't hear me, huh? No, I can hear you now. You, your picture hasn't moved, though. Oh, okay. Well, you know, who needs video? It's an audio format. Fair um, enough. Anyway, yeah. So uh, what about you, Jay? Like, as far as basketball in particular and sports in general? I always kind of enjoyed playing, like, pickup games of basketball. I've never been particularly good at it, but I always sort of had the vague sense that I could have gotten decent if I'd actually, like, practiced or had other people to play with, which I did not. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a pretty coordinated person. Like I remember back in college, you were a, a damn fine fencer for a while. Yeah. And then I blew out my wrists, which I sort of assume would, would also kind of fuck with basketball. But, um, yeah, so I, my, my main interaction with basketball was that for the first semester of college, we went to a work college where everyone had a work study job and I got assigned to the gym crew for reasons that remain a mystery to absolutely everyone, including me. Um, and one of my jobs was occasionally to keep score at basketball games, which I did. So I, I know what counts for points at a ba- in basketball. Um, and I know that it's pretty fun to watch. It's a remarkably bo- balletic sport. Yeah, no, that I, I agree. Like, um, as far as sports go, basketball is, is pretty engaging. Like some of them, I, I think there's so much rules minutiae to get caught up in that I've never really been able to connect. Like uh, American football, I just, I don't understand. I know I could understand, but I don't. But basketball is pretty straightforward. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of like edge cases and exceptions and like free throws and when they happen, I don't understand. But overall, like it's a straightforward concept. You go, one team goes in one direction, the other team goes in the other direction. They put the thing in the thing and they, you know, uh, stop each other from from doing it in the other way. Yeah, and, and you have to keep the ball moving. You have to, you have to dribble the ball. Okay, so that part right there, I've always wondered about. Like, I, I understand what dribbling is. I know that traveling is when you like don't do that right. But what determines the right level of of contact, of duration of holding the ball? Like, I know if you're standing still, you can hold it. But what about if you're using sort of friction and the motion of the ball to keep your hand on it for like too long while it's mid air? Like, where's the line? Who determines? The referee. That's literally their job. Oh, okay, cool. I, I just like the idea of a referee just being entirely arbitrary about this and like both sides courting the referee to get that person on their side and influence them. And so like at the beginning of games, each each team just shows up with like an offering of, I don't know, goats and myrrh or something. Well, yeah, that that does happen. But um, the deal is if it goes too far into overtime, that's when they let the goats onto the court. Oh, right. And at that point, the goats just literally eat all of the players. And then the team is just gone forever and then the goats wear the clothing of the players that they ate that they did not eat and then uh just take the place of those players in their day-to-day lives you know going grocery shopping having relationships being interviewed on podcasts it's a harsh sport but you know we we yeah all admiration to the players who go out there and really risk it all yeah uh, many of whom are now in fact goats so this raises another kind of critical question for me which is what happens if the goats go too far into overtime uh oh that's true are there like like meta goats like the goats of goats it's like uh those who dwell in shadow in the thor comics are sort of the gods above the gods are there goats above goats it would have to be something that is goatier than goats like what what is what is the ultimate in goatness uh i feel like it would have to be either a mythological creature or a dinosaur because goats are already pretty damn goaty mm, i'm thinking what? i'm thinking maybe tapers 
Oh, like an actual animal, just the taper. I mean, I don't know much about taper personalities. Like they have those big noses. They're rambunctious. Rambunctious tapers. The rambunctious tapers, I feel like could be a pretty good name for a basketball team, but I'm probably no expert on this. Oh, team names, I feel like is another good direction to go in. Um, that's sort of a general topic, you know, to sports team names, but, um, it, it's because, because I don't think that basketball team names are particularly basketball specific for the most part. Uh, no, I mean, I know there's the bulls and that's the only team I know. I would think that if you played with an inflatable ball, you wouldn't want to name yourself after something with horns. Uh, that's true. Yeah. I'd imagine there's some kind of a penalty if you impale the ball. Well, it just does, you know, worry some implications for your performance in general. I guess that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I guess most uh, most sports teams don't seem to have names that are particularly related to the sport that they're in, at least uh, the ones I know of. My favorite inappropriate sports team name um, is definitely the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, which was the cause of massive controversy because of the word devil in it, ignoring the fact that Devil Rays, A, are an actual aquatic creature, and B, are completely harmless. Uh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that from back when we were in Florida. Um, I always think about the team. I think it's some school team, um, the Fightin' Whites, which just has like a super stereotypical 50s looking dude as their mascot, which is sort of a response to, you know, using like Native Americans and stuff as mascots, which I, I appreciate that level of like snarky activism in a team name. It doesn't quite work in parallel because you're, you're, yeah, it, yeah. I am words. I can talk stuff things. I graduate student, good language. <laughs> That's right. That's why you're in that program. You use all the language for the grad school program. And so for Hawk Talk, you just have a random series of grunts and gestures. If they turn into sentences, then we're all fortunate. I will be conducting the rest of this episode in incoherent noises. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so this has gone from an episode about basketball to an episode about like angry baby velociraptors? <laughs> I guess you could have a team name called the Velociraptors. I don't know. Um, but uh, okay, so here's the thing. So we grew up in the the 90s for the most part. Like we're both 80s kids when we were born, but like our, our sort of uh, sentience was largely in the 90s. Um, I kind of remember, remember basketball being like the cool sport. Like of all the sports, that was the one that was rad and that everybody was, even if they weren't into the sport, they sort of were into the iconography of it. Like, do you remember that being the case as well? What? huh i mean i feel like uh miles and velociraptor explain basketball may not have quite as much draw that may not have been quite the intention that uh that dave had when choosing uh this is one of our topic options honestly i don't think dave intended any of what we've done here yes dave we were so grateful you donated uh to an amazing cause um and you gave us a lot of of topic options and i'm not really sure why we, we ended up with this one but i'm excited about it like i actually have a lot of things to say about basketball um so as far as like the 90s thing, the main memory I have, the main association I have was one of the early issues of uh, 90s X-Men. Um, I remember the team was playing a basketball game and uh, it was one of those things where it was supposed to be no powers, but then of course they all start using powers because that's what happens like every time the X-Men play sports. Yes. And I specifically remember this was one of the first times I'd seen Gambit not in his costume and he had this big ass ponytail and i was so confused because when he wears that headpiece you only see like the floopy part on top you don't see the ponytail and so i was very pleased because i was growing out my hair at the time um and i also remember that like how agile he was that specific issue was used as an argument when we would have like playgrounds uh disagreements 
about whether Gambit's super agility was really a power or whether it was just like justifying something he was good at naturally. Like it was this whole thing just centered around this basketball game that was probably, I don't know, three pages in the X-Men Blue Team's adjectiveless comic. Maybe the Teeths just played a lot of basketball. You know, it could be. It could be. Um, oh, now I'm just imagining the Teeves, like, wearing those big metal boots that Gambit wears when they play basketball. Yep, You're not allowed to yep. do that. I remember, I've played enough to know that, like, you, you can only wear certain types of shoes on a basketball court. Yeah, otherwise it damages the court. Yeah, so those metal shoes, I mean, that's not cool. Then again, Gambit does tend to blow up, like, pretty much everywhere he goes. So I guess the court being damaged by his metal boots was the least of anyone's worries. Maybe the Teeves have, like, a special basketball variant they play. Okay, well, maybe it's in the um, the sewers of New Orleans, deep underground. It's just like, you know, ancient stone floors with fucking gargoyles around and stuff. Those would be flooded uh, at well, all they times. Would. Yeah, but it's the Marvel Universe, so as we know, there is a thriving underground New Orleans community in Earth-616. Literal as well as metaphorical. Uh, yes, yes, um, full of Teeves playing basketball and gargoyles, who I assume also play basketball. Hey, maybe if the goats uh mess up too much then gargoyles take over for the goats maybe or maybe the goats just have to see it out to the bitter end uh maybe oh yeah they just uh it, it is their, their curse and their burden and they're like the um the flying dutchman of basketball playing goats exactly okay cool i'm, I'm glad we we established that Pers- like, imagine- even even in the the going into ghost form and only appearing every however many odd years ghost goats you know if you were to come up with a portmanteau between goat and ghost it would just be ghost that's not a portmanteau that's just one of the words taking over depends on how you spell it that's true it could be goat that's terrible i don't want to say that Uh, g-h-o-a-t-s yeah okay there we go that's that's our basketball team name if we ever start i think we need seven other people is that right i think it's fewer than that but i don't actually know i don't know how many people are on a basketball team um, somewhere between like five and 30. I don't know. And how many are goats varies. So here's the thing. Um, what I know about team, uh, numbers, uh, like numbers of people on a team and basketball is a, an accurate and B brings me to something I'm excited to talk about that is totally basketball related. Is it space jam? Uh, no. Although that's also on the things I was thinking about. We'll get to space jam, but no, this is a, um, a video game. Video games, of course, are my, my other hobby, uh, outside of comics, um, and it's a game by Supergiant Games. They did like Bastion. Uh, they did Hades recently that a lot of people have heard of. But they, their least known game is called Pyre, P-Y-R-E. And it's hard to explain. Like you play somebody who's been cast out of this society for some kind of, for the crime of reading um, into the downside, which is this sort of like weird other dimensions slash underground world. And Everybody, or, everybody who's been exiled there organizes into these these traveling teams. They travel around the world in wagons, and they engage in these rituals like of competition. And whoever wins the big tournament can go back to the, like the main world out of the downside. And the rituals, in terms of the way they work gameplay wise, are basically three on three basketball, but magic. So like you have this orb, and your characters can pass it back and forth, and they have to throw it in the enemy's pyre, like this big sort of flame thing. And it's this amazing meditation on camaraderie and ritual and redemption and, like, the arbitrary morality of the ruling class that's basically magical three-on-three basketball. I wish real basketball involved fire. Uh, I agree. I agree. That would be more exciting. Um, You'd lose a lot of basketballs. Like, the ones that weren't pierced by the horns of a bull would just be immolated. I mean, it depends uh, on how the fire's involved. It could be alcohol fire. That doesn't really burn stuff up. It just makes it, like, be surrounded in these little blue flames. 
or pure well, and it might not come in regular contact with the ball. Like there might be torches that the players have to carry in one hand while manipulating the ball in the other. I mean, this this seems good to me. Yeah, like it's no more arbitrary arbitrary than a lot of sports rules. So I want to talk about Space Jam because I've never seen it and I don't know anything about it except that its web page was live for like a million years. Uh, you know, I've never seen it either. It was Oh, and a bunch really... of people were really upset when they made a bunny less sexy because they don't like bunnies they don't want to fuck. Uh, you know, that's really the only criteria I use for whether I like something. Um, like M&Ms, for instance. Like, there's a very confusing new purple M&M and I just don't know how to feel about whether I want to have sex with this, this M&M. It's confusing. It's weird to me that people assumed m&ms fuck to begin with like it just never occurred to me that they did or that they had genitalia or anything like that i mean they're they're fucking they're m&ms uh you know that's a that's a valid point i have no counter argument to your argument there uh i mean i guess cartoon characters like they're they're more humanoid so maybe they do like they're mammalian i mean this is a bunny bunnies yeah but the whole like the whole assessing the validity of a character design in a child's cartoon by whether you want to put your penis in that fictional animated character in the children's cartoon is kind of weird and creepy. Dude, I think you I think you just summed up like half the internet. Half the internet is awful. Uh true, true. Uh, but yeah, no Space Jam. So yeah, I never saw it. Um part of that I think was that I just had this um a lot of genuine bitterness toward the concept of sports just because that was in area that like i where i did not excel and that sort of linked to me feeling weird about you know not being good at being a boy in my eyes at that point and so yeah i just kind of rejected everything but in retrospect it looked at least very silly i mean it's a regular sports guy hanging out with looney tunes characters and suddenly looney tunes characters were cool even though our generation didn't think anything was cool, like so many people wore wore t-shirts or I guess basketball jerseys with the Tasmanian devil, like wearing a basketball jersey and also having backward jeans because that was a thing in the nineties inexplicably, I think thanks to uh, some, some rap group. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was hot shit. Did the Tasmanian's basketball jersey also have a picture of like him wearing a basketball jersey on it and so forth, all of the cream of wheat box? Oh yeah, no, just it just it goes into infinity right there. Uh, no, I think it just had a number, possibly Michael Jordan's number. I don't know. It was it was all overlappy uh, in, in my my hazy memory. So Michael um, Jordan was the basketball guy in it because I always sort of assume that if there's a basketball guy who appears in weird media, it's Charles Barkley. Uh, I I think it was Michael Jordan. I don't actually know. Um, I mean, I'm sure like we have a lot of people who are listening to this who loved Space Jam and everything about it and are just like frothing in fury at us right now we're very sorry we just we just haven't seen the movie like i I would still like to at some point i feel like it's a gap in my cultural knowledge i'm not sorry jay's not sorry i mean this you know this is our dynamic jay like when uh when there's an issue of us not having seen space jam i'm apologetic and you are defiant i mean it's hawk talk they knew coming in what they were getting into (laughs) <laughs> i hope they did i always wonder like i mean we disclaim hey if this is your first episode of our show then it's not representative but like i wonder if somebody did hear about that jay and miles x-men show and they're like i'll just play the latest episode what the hell is this these two assholes are talking about basketball which they know nothing about they clearly like their their reception went out and they didn't do anything about it they're the worst the worst <laughs> like- i would never pick them for my team because of that and because they're also both fairly short 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, maybe that was also part of why I was never good at basketball. Like I'm 40 and I'm five foot six. That, that tends not to work out very well. I'm sure there are, are exceptions, but it's, uh, it's a definite downside if one is attempting to basket a ball. I want there to be a bas- like a, a casual basketball league for short people where everything is like scaled down a little bit. Oh, like Hobbit basketball? Yeah, but not, not even necessarily Hobbit size, just like scaled to us. Okay. Or I wonder if there, you could have a version of basketball where being shorter is actually uh, an advantage. Like the basket is sort of uh, down very low or you have to duck under various things to get to it. It's like an obstacle course full of, Ooh, or I don't know. instead of dribbling the ball, you have to burrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that's more of a gnome thing than a halfling thing. Cause you know, gnomes can like telepathically communicate with burrowing creatures in certain editions of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so you actually, you're, you're thinking in this version, you wouldn't, you wouldn't burrow, you'd actually like outsource the burrowing to local groundhogs. Uh, I mean, you know, it depends on the league. Some leagues let you do that. Others don't. Sometimes you have to burrow yourself. And so you have to get some good like burrowing claws that you wear as gloves. It's, you know, sports equipment, it's a thing. Like when I run, I have a, a knee brace on my right knee. And so it's, it's just like that, you know, it's, it's adaptive uh, technology for burrowing through the ground if you're not friends with any badgers. When you're playing short people basketball. When you're playing short people basketball in the Shire. Yes, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, basket. I don't know. Um, well, we talked about baskets. Should we talk about balls? Uh, talking about balls. I feel like we've talked about balls so many times on Jane Miles Explain the X-Men. We really um, haven't. You know, that's, that's true. More 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 other types of, of genitals and secondary sexual characteristics as well. Uh, but as far as the uh, the ball aspect of, of basketballs... They're large and nubbly. They, they're nubbly and like the nubbliness and the patterning on them was always very pleasing to me i don't know why and like the color that was kind of orange and kind of brown like it's just a very aesthetically and tactilely pleasing object like in terms of sports i think the basketball may, may be my favorite of all sports balls yeah i think i'm with you on that i i do like baseballs too i they're a really really pleasing density and like hand-sized object but basketballs have a great texture and the, i mean the texture i imagine is is there to help you like control it and, and manipulate it one-handed and while you're moving yeah yeah it's kind of like um i think kickballs had a sort of nubbly texture back when we were when we were kids but the stitching on a basketball just makes it feel very precise and deliberate and like engineered i don't think that's stitching because it tends to be indented oh that's true well it's it looks like stitching you're right yeah yeah, what's up with that? Where did that come from? I'm sure there's this complex history behind that fact, behind the evolution of the basketball into what we know today, and I kind of want to read up on it. Well, basketballs evolved basically based on their environment. Um, ones with characteristics more conducive to breeding and to long-term survival ended up you know, breeding and surviving longer, and so those ended up being the characteristics that were carried down, and that's, that's, you know, in, that's thoroughly, thoroughly influenced you know, the basketballs we see today. Oh, that makes sense. And also, I mean, you know, there are going to be different uh, regional distinctions between different kinds of basketballs. Like you have exactly. your, your Naiad basketballs, your Oceanad basketballs, your Dryad basketballs, sort of elemental attributes. Well, and we've got to keep into account that basketballs are the, the form of basketballs now is, is the form they're in now. It's not necessarily any kind of final form. There isn't some theoretical endpoint. Uh, yeah, so there's like, uh, we, we can't really understand the platonic ideal of basketball to which all basketballs expire, uh, aspire. Well, we know that they, they evolve in tandem with basketball players, that they have, have, um, a, a, not, not, not exactly parasitic relationship. More like symbiotic, like, like, yeah, venom. yeah, I'd say a symbiotic relationship with basketball players. So you, you see some, con- you see, um, convergent strains of evolution between the two once, once they, they start to interact. 
Oh, and that kind of makes me wonder, like, as inevitably more and more goats and then ghost goats uh, constitute the different teams in the world, the different basketball teams in the world. Because, you know, of course, that's going to be a, a one. It's like climate change. You know, it's it's you can slow that process, but we really can't turn it back. It's, it's sort of inevitable at this point. Like we've we've passed the tipping the tipping point of goats and ghost goats in uh, basketball leagues. Um, I wonder if then if basketballs will evolve to be a little more conducive to, you know, goats headbutting them or holding them with their powerful teeth or whatever. Well, well I guess that that's be... actually the form they've evolved into now. Like that form is the 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 form um, that that fits most with with the ghost schema. Oh, okay. So maybe those um, those sort of indentation lines are related in some way. You're saying that could be, yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, so... Actually, those are blood grooves. Blo- oh, you know. It does get pretty dark. It is a dark sport. Um, in Pyre, I mean, you know, people don't tend to die, but like it's kind of violent sometimes. So, you know, you want to you make sure the blood doesn't like get on the court because then even if the court isn't all messed up by Teeves Guild metal boots and thus causing the blood to pool, like it's still going to be slick. Miles, Miles, that's a made-up video game. We're talking about the real game of basketball. Oh, okay, sorry. No, the, the actual blood grooves, not the theoretical, like, super giant games, pyre blood grooves. Right. Uh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so, yes, basketball, uh, it, it, it's a cool sport. I um, If I were to get into a sport, that might be the one to do. Like, it seems really fun. It seems like great exercise. You're always on the move, you know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anything else we need to cover about... Um, about basketball, Jay? I don't know, because our talking about the physical characteristics of basketballs kind of um, took me on a train of thought to videos of, like, large cats with pumpkins. Uh, tell me more about that. So I want to talk about those instead. Uh, okay, let's talk about those. Let's let's do a segue. Okay, so um, so enrichment is something that, that, that zoos and, and anywhere that, that keeps animals in captivity and, you know, pet owners do to to generally make their make the the animals lives more interesting engaged and and let them use some of the skills and some of the experiences that they might have in nature and you know find things and one of one of the things that a lot of zoos do uh this time of year is is give pumpkins to animals because a lot of animals like pumpkins and they're you know a pleasing shape and they can do a lot of stuff and and big cats really love pumpkins and they really love playing with them and they really love gnawing them that's that's adorable i'm so pleased great yeah i was watching a video of a tiger with a pumpkin earlier today and it's also you know it's 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 a great way to make viral videos of the animals in your institution so it can they can get more traction you can get more support for conservation efforts etc that's definitely cuter than a bunch of undead goats uh filling the blood grooves of a basketball game speak for yourself uh you know opinions vary that's that's fair yeah uh so there there you have it um it's a, basketball seems like a really cool sport. We do not know much about it. Uh, I would I would love to learn more. It's on my list of things I would love to learn more about. Uh, our hypotheses, I think, are largely probably correct. Like maybe yeah. not all of them, but I think I think we basically got the, the gist of it. Probably, I'm feeling fairly confident. Yeah. So, uh, so there we go. Um, so, oh, it's also got a season like hunting, different animals. Oh, right, to hunt basketballs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully they're um they've evolved to camouflage themselves into certain environments like sometimes uh, if a basketball is threatened it'll just throw itself into a tiger pen and disguise itself amid the vaguely similarly colored and shaped uh, pumpkins which usually doesn't end well for the basketball but they try i'm not saying it's a great strategy i'm just saying it's it's a strategy you know evolution is not a not a straight line to perfection so something we haven't addressed is the question of how basketballs reproduce 
Uh, oh, that's true. Is it like, uh, well, I mean, you know, if it was a budding thing, I would assume budding, but basketballs kind of have to be round to work in a basketball game and budding is inherently going to be like an asymmetrical thing, right? Well, we haven't really established what type of thing they are. And I, th- I think they might be a fungus. Uh, okay. Okay. Like the kind of fungus, um, like that really big one under a certain part of the U.S. where it's sort of one gigantic organism that just spreads and spreads and spreads. Exactly. And occasionally you get bits that come up to the surface. Okay, so does that mean that all basketballs have some kind of at least a rudimentary hive mind and are in communication with the other ones? It does. Uh, okay, gotcha. So they've just been they've been watching us for for how long? That's because that's like an old game. Like it goes well, back they have to a when rud- the baskets... rudimentary hive mind, but they're not very smart. Oh, okay. So they're just sort of. Uh, they, they, it turns out they're just really like bouncing, and yeah. so the, the hive mind is generally just the different uh, cells of basketballness just saying "wee" to each other, and occasionally being grossed out because their blood grooves are getting filled with blood. No, they're into that. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. It feeds. It feeds the hole. Oh, so they're a vampiric hive mind fungus. No, they don't. They don't like actually like suck blood or break skin or get blood they're they're opportunistic omnivores oh okay so more of like a like a carrion type of uh feeder yeah sort of like how deers will eat corpse fingers what so um this was actually this was an issue at a body farm for a long time um this is how this was discovered they Wait, kept a body on farm what what is this x factor oh my god okay so body farms are basically places where if you don't eat your body to science it's one of the places they could end up where People study decay of bodies in different different environments. Okay. Um, it's it's basically forensic research. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So um at this body farm, like they kept on finding corpses that were missing their fingers way before decay justified it. And they eventually worked out that deer were eating them. The fingers, specifically the fingers. Well, they're they're there and they're like they're nibbleable. I mean, I guess that's true. They're like the equivalent of baby carrots in the little vegetable tray thing. They're just yeah, exactly. they're irresistible. Um, and deers are opt- opportunistic omnivores, so they they mostly eat plants left to their own devices. But they'll totally eat eat meat if it's around. This is this is basically the type of vegetarian that I am as well, and that I I do not do not seek out meat, but will will occasionally accept it, um, or eat the fingers off a corpse. I as as the case may be, if you're just wandering by a body farm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, okay. Wait, how, how is this related to basketball? I, I think I, I lost a step. Basketballs are also also opportunistic omnivores. Ah, so if they're being dribbled near a body farm... Well, or if one is bleeding into them. Uh, yeah, okay. So they're just like, they, they don't require it and crave it the way a vampire would, but they're like, you know, they're, they're not going to say no. You know, if somebody like, if somebody hands you a cocktail, even if it's not your favorite kind of cocktail, you're like, well, you might as well drink it unless you don't drink, which I guess is fine. But it's been established that basketballs do. They drink blood. They do also drink cocktails. Uh, okay. Do they have a favorite kind? Like, do they go for the sweeter ones or the more savory ones? Uh, they really like Sazeracs. No one's sure why. I wait, Sazerac's isn't that a? Am I remembering right that that's a New Orleans drink? Because we know it the is, Thieves yeah. Guild, and that, that there ties go. back to the the Thieves Guild, right? Exactly. So you know, maybe that's a way that um the various basketball teams, the ones that aren't goats or ghost goats yet, uh, just sort of uh, thank the the basketballs that they've been using. They're like, hey, you know, we appreciate you interacting with us. Um, we know you like bouncing, but you know what? I'm just going to pour a little Sazerac into your blood grooves. And uh, I, I hope you like it, and we'll do this again soon, you know? But if you do it before a game, it's actually considered cheating because it makes the basketball slightly sticky. 
Uh, and also drunk. I mean, who knows how it's going to bounce if it's like tipsy from a Sazerac. On that note, uh, thank you so much for listening to Hawk Talk, where we talk hawks. This week's hawks have been basketball. We will be back next week with an actual produced, researched, and like vaguely coherent episode of Jay and Miles Explain the X-Men. Uh, Dave Busing of the Comic Book Herald, again, thank you so much for your generous donation to Equality Florida. Thank you for trusting us with this topic. Uh, I'm not sure what you're going to think, but um, I hope you were at least entertained and like not actively offended um and if you're real mad at us then we'll probably just have a lot of ghost goats get in between you and us and we'll run away <laughs>